Hello again, this is Bill Lytell for some wisdom for your walk. He thought he was going to finish the boat. That's the title of what I'm going to speak about this morning. He thought he was going to finish the boat. My brother and I, years ago, had the crazy idea, my brother especially had the crazy idea, we were going to go full-time lobstering. In 1979, we started going down to Key West, the Marquesas area, and started spearing fish, lobstering for a week. Then it became two weeks, then it became three weeks, four, then eventually we went, we're going a month a year. And as in that month, we would dive about 10 tanks a day each, and we would catch lobster and sell them. And the selling of the lobster paid for it because it's quite expensive down in Key West area. And for the fuel and the condo and all that you had went with it. But it was a lot of fun. It was a, it was a real change of pace for me as a preacher that it would take me completely out of my element uh, for about a month. Uh, we would not have hear about any problems. Uh, you'd be out in the sun. You'd get exercise. You'd lose the 20 pounds you gained that that year. You'd get lean, mean, to fight a machine, and it made you just feel good. It made you just feel good all the way physically and ready. And really, by the end of the month, you were hungry to come home and start working again, preaching. During the trip, I'd get all kinds of ideas, sermon ideas. Don't Feed the Dolphins came out of that. And so a number of other sermons came out of being down in Key West. We also had some people saved in Key West. We left gospel tracts uh, in the Ukrainian language, in the Romanian language. Had some had a Russian saved while they were down there, a cleaning lady, trust Christ. Had four other people saved. I, I was usually preached at uh, Key West Baptist Temple with Brother Morris Wright, and I'd preach down there once or twice in that month. Had some people saved. It was great. God used it. It was a mighty moving of God. It was, it was, it was wonderful. I'd go home without spending any money. I say all that to say my brother got the idea that that was so good that he was going to go full-time in lobstering, diving for lobster. He was going to go full-time. Well, to do that, you have to have a boat. When I say a boat, I'm talking about a 50- or 60-foot, 20-foot wide, uh, double diesel uh, engine, uh, live-on, uh, freezer, refrigerator, ice chest, boat. Big, big, big stuff. For me, for us at least, it was big. And those boats are really expensive, so he was looking all over the Keys to find a boat to buy. He found this uh, thing. He heard about this woman, widow, which was selling this boat, which was unfinished. So my brother's quite good at doing mechanical stuff and fiberglass work and everything. So we ran down there. He wanted me to go with him. We ran down there and looked over this uh, this about 50, uh, 50 to 60 foot. I don't quite remember what it was. Probably 55, 60 it was a beautiful, beautiful, it was on land. The guy had purchased the hull, just the hull. Uh, he retired from business, working his whole life. He was 64 years old, and he took it upon himself to build this boat from ground up, I mean, from the hull up. And he had the engines in the thing. He had the front all built in, all the top was built. He had the, the, the bedding area. He had the cooler area. He had the generator for the freezer. Uh, to put his catch in there if he wanted to. He had the fuel tanks, you know, 1,500 gallon aside, 
fuel tanks in there. He had done so much work, propellers, engines, uh, transmissions, the whole thing. It wasn't quite done yet, though. It needed about another, oh, probably another four months worth of work on it. And we were talking to the widow and asked her what she wanted for it and, and talking to her why in the world she was selling it. She said, well, my husband, let me tell you the story. She said, my husband worked his whole life and he retired from business and his dream of life was that he could come down here in the Keys, buy a fiberglass hull, and he would build his own boat from scratch. And he would know every inch of that boat. He would know how to repair it, what to do on it, where things were. And then he and his wife would just travel around in this boat. He didn't really want to fish with it. He didn't want a lobster with it. He just wanted to travel around from place to place, through the Bahamas, through the Caribbean, uh, maybe to Mexico, maybe to Cancun and back. He just wanted to travel and spend the rest of their life on this live-on uh, boat about 50, 60 foot long. And I thought that was a phenomenal story. I said, well, what happened? He said, well, he was working out here in the Keys, and there's a lot of mosquitoes in the Keys, and he got bit by a mosquito, got encephalitis, and died. And the Holy Spirit whispered to me, John 7, 6, here's what John 7, 6 says, Then Jesus said unto them, My time has not yet come, but your time is always ready. Is always ready. Your time is always ready. All I can say, if you're listening to this this morning, be aware of one of the major teachings of the Bible, not just but Jesus, Old Testament and New Testament, also, is that our time is in his hands. I believe that's Psalm 32. I mean, at any moment, our life is like a vapor that appears for a little while and is gone. It's like a leaf that fades. It's like grass that grows and dies. We're seasonal. We have our spring, we have our summer, we have our fall, we have our winter. We're seasonal. But you don't know you're ever going to live to the winter. There's no guarantee in life that you're going to make it past the spring, past your teen years. Many of you may listen to this. Know, I know in high school I had numbers of teenagers were killed in automobile accidents and freak accidents and some of them got disease. My 17-year-old buddy I used to run around with got leukemia and died. And I've often wondered, you know, God spared me. I'm 71 years old, and he spared me all these times through many dangers, trials, and troubles I have already come. You know, I think about it. I think you need to think about your life. What is your life? It's but a vapor that appears a little while. Our time is always ready. I thought about this old boy. He thought he was going to finish his boat. He thought he was going to go down the Keys, get by this hall. He was healthy, 64-year-old man, evidently very talented. He had confidence that he was going to build this thing. He and his wife were going to go around the Caribbean, Gulf of Mexico area, and they were going to visit all these ports of interest that he had dreamt about his whole life. And wow, whoa. He had the money, he had retirement coming in, he was all set. He had everything set, except one thing. He didn't know that God was going to take his life at 64 years old. What's it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his own soul? What shall a man give in exchange 
for his soul. I hope those words go deep in your spirit. I hope you don't, I hope you're not wise in this world and wise financially and wise in, in, in all the skills of this world and dumb when it comes to the eternal things. Dumb when it comes to the Bible. Dumb when it comes to knowing God, whom to know is life everlasting. Dumb when it comes to knowing that your sins need to be forgiven and you're someday going to face Jesus in judgment answer for the deeds done in your body, whether they be good or bad. I hope you're not dumb when it comes to those things. I hope you're wise on the things which are eternal, which are lasting, which the Bible says are invisible. Jesus gives so many warnings through the Gospels. Cover through the Gospels. Go through the Gospels. Look for those warnings. Ask God to speak to you. Maybe many of you already listening to this know this and decided that the eternal things are the important things. That's a paradigm shift in, in this world. Most of the people in this world are scrapping so hard around to try to get this stuff. They're working so hard to trying to get this stuff and mass material, a mass position, a mass fame, a mass reputation that they don't have time for God. But like this old boy, he realized the hard way when it was too late and never finished his boat. We sat there and walked around in that boat and looked at his work, work of his hands and looked at all how, how careful he did his work and how good he did his work and how nice he did his work. And I thought, what good does all that do if he wasn't wise towards God? And from talking to her, he wasn't. He didn't know God. My dear friend, the old boy thought he was going to finish the boat and didn't. May that not be you. Some wisdom for your walk.